Happy Thanksgiving. A large man hosts SNL. Owen Yang goes off. There's the opening haiku for you. We're talking about episode 953 of SNL. Victoria Franzo is with me again. Great to see you on Thanksgiving Eve. You could have been out partying with high school friends, talking about the big football game tomorrow, but you're here to talk stats with me, so I appreciate it. How are you doing, Victoria? I am doing wonderful. I, I was counting the things I'm thankful for, and I counted this show twice. Oh, that means a lot. You know, I, I was thinking about that too, and I'm like, I appreciate SNL. I appreciate the SNN. Appreciate, mm-hmm. of course, John Schneider. Oh, and John Schneider is my Lorne Michaels. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the <laughs> Lorne of the show. I don't know what that makes me, but you know, that's it. It means a lot. So I'm, I know this show means a lot to people who follow SNL and follow the SNN. So we're very thankful. We're five episodes into season forty nine, and we are four hundred and two years. Since the first Thanksgiving that happened in my home state of Massachusetts. So that means that 403 years since the Pilgrims landed in Provincetown, Mass, and made their way to Plymouth, celebrated the first Thanksgiving. So, Victoria, what are your Thanksgiving plans tomorrow? Uh, eat, go into a food coma, and then watch The Godfather with my family, because that's what we do. Is that a tradition? Yeah, not intentional, but always just seems to happen. Or watch really any movie with Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, or you know any of those those actors. Okay, well, I got to ask you the big Godfather question then: Are you a one or a two? Um, I've never really paid attention to the Godfather. Okay, just just set in the background. Yeah, I just in the background. I was a kid when they first started watching it. I just know, like, as soon as I saw the horse's head, I was, I was out. I was out. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty scary. Probably as a kid. I mean, I, I watched The Godfather and for the first time in 2012. I remember where I was. It was December of 2012, and I watched it. And I watched two right after, so it kind of blended for me too. But I've watched them yeah. since, and controversial maybe, but like, I'm a big Godfather one person. I was gonna say. I think I think my family would be a one a one yeah. family. No De Niro in one, but Yeah. When I say one, like my family, I mean only the men in my family. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, I mean big big movie night, you know, with family like Wizard of Oz as I was on TV as a kid and I think it still is. Um but yeah, we can still talk about SNL on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I figured, you know, talking about history and Thanksgiving, we're going to bring back on this day in SNL history. So I I quickly got some notes on November 22nd. And as a Beatles fan, 55th anniversary of the White Album, and as a big history fan, which I am about SNL and everything, especially President's 60th anniversary of the JFK assassination today, 11-22-63. So now it's 11-22-23. So on SNL history, there have been six SNLs on this date 
First was in season one. Lily Tomlin, second woman host SNL, kind of did double duty in that show. John Belushi mm-hmm. played Beethoven for the first time. He did that three times. And Chevy Chase played President Gerald Ford the second time. So we're talking a lot about Biden, who's playing Biden right now. And so he played um, Gerald Ford for the second time. 1980, a notorious season six. Malcolm McDowell hosted. 1986, Robin Williams came back for the second time. He played Reagan in the cold open. So imagine now in season 49, if, you know, say Jason Momoa or Pete Davidson, who did play Biden in an episode, he was in the cast, (laughs) played the president. That would be a big deal. 1997, Rudy Giuliani hosted SNL. He was in his fourth year as the mayor of NYC. He hosted. 2008, Tim McGraw hosted. First appearance of Bill Hader as Keith Morrison. Great impression. In the Dateline sketch, that appeared three more times. And uh, Andy Samberg played Blizzard Man in that episode for the third time. I was recently on the SNL Greatest 50 cast members with John. And I got to talk about Andy Samberg. We talked about Blizzard Man, so I had to shout that out. And most recently, 2014, Cameron Diaz hosted for the fourth time. So if she ever came back, it should be a fifth timer like wow. Emma Stone, who's coming up. And that was a de- debut of the Theater Showcase sketch. Do you know that, that sketch, Victoria? It's with like the theater kids like, moving set pieces around. Yes. Oh, my I love gosh. That you know yeah. that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was with uh, A.D. Bryant, Taryn Killam, yep. Kate McKinnon, Kyle, Beck. And that yep. happened four more times after that. So that was the first time we saw that sketch was in the Cameron Diaz episode. November 22nd, 2014. And finally, happy 34th birthday to season 41 cast member, John Rudnitsky. (laughs) Any great John Rudnitsky memories for you, Victoria? Not necessarily on the show, but in the movie Set It Up. Set It Up. I'm not familiar with that film. It's on. It's a Netflix. Tell the folks at home what that is. Yeah. I believe it's a Netflix original. Uh, it was, it's starring, I don't even know her name. She's, she's Marty McFly's mom's daughter. And the guy who's in that new movie with the girl from Euphoria. That's how good I am with these names. Do you know who I'm talking about? Marty McFly's daughter? Marty McFly's or, or mother. mom's Oh, Leah Thompson. Daughter. Yes. Oh, Marty McFly's, oh, it's mean Michael J. Fox or the character Marty McFly? The character. Hold on. Leah. Yes, Leah Thompson's daughter. Okay, Leah Thompson. Yep. Yes, her daughter is stars in it with Glenn Powell, I think is his name. All right. And John Ritzke starred in that film. And he he wasn't... No, he wasn't a star. He was... He was in that star. film. He was in that film. And I remember I'm like, hey, he was on SNL. That's all. <laughs> yeah, some... Uh, John, the chat... I'll put it on screen. Um, Leah Thompson's daughter. I do think it's Zoe Deutsch. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, John. Thank you, John, in the chat. Yeah, Um, yeah. and uh, someone also mentioned Cameron Diaz retired from acting. So not a five-timer, I I would assume. Who's to say Uh, she can't promote a product she's working? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow did that. Yeah. Came on and, and promoted Goop, right? Yep. Have you ever oh, used Goop. Goop? I've I've bought I think 
uh, a gua sha from Goop. All right, I'm not going to ask what it is because we get to look at screen time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a thing uh, for your face. Like a, yeah. So Jason Momoa hosted <laughs> SNL this past weekend with musical guest Tate McRae. Here is the screen time for season 49, episode 5. Victoria, take it away. All right. This is surprising to me. Jason Momoa is such a character. He's larger than life, so it's it's very shocking that he made it under 20 minutes at 17 minutes and 50 seconds this week. Right uh, beneath him is Bowen Yang at 13 minutes and 32 seconds. A great show for Bowen. Then we have Colin Jost at 8 minutes and 30 seconds. Andrew Dismukes at 8 minutes and 29 seconds. Very close there. Mikey Day at 6 minutes and 32 seconds. Our musical guest, who did an awesome job, love her vocals, Tate McRae at 6 minutes and 18 seconds. Then there's our girl, Ego Bodum, who had, I think, some of the funniest moments for me of the night at 6 minutes and 6 seconds. Jaj, my boy, James Austin Johnson, is there at 5 minutes and 42 seconds. Keenan Thompson at 5 minutes and 21 seconds. Then we have those of the uh, those characters, those cast members in the four. So that's Heidi Gardner at 4 minutes and 46 seconds, Chloe Feynman at 4 minutes and 45 seconds, Michael Che at 4 minutes and 32 seconds, and then Mikey Longs at 4 minutes and 25 seconds. Feels weird that Marcelo Hernandez only had 3 minutes and 49 seconds on the screen it felt like more in a good way uh then we have devin walker at three minutes and 15 seconds sarah sherman at two minutes and 34 seconds our pdd boys ben and john at one minute 18 seconds and one minute 17 seconds respectively punky johnson we had more of her last week last couple weeks but now we're back down to one minute 13 seconds but she made made a punch with her character work there was great. And then the last PDD boy, Martin Hurley at one minute and nine seconds. And then the last three, we have Molly Carney at one minute and four seconds, Chloe Trost with a whopping 45 seconds. And then last, but certainly not least Steve Higgins at 15 seconds. All right. So headline for me is Bowen Yang career high screen time. So we yep. see right here, 13 minutes, 32 seconds. That's not too far from the host. And I have done SNL analysis where a cast member has gotten higher than a host. Mm-hmm. And this is pretty close. So yep. Bowen Yang, that's uh, 13 minutes, 32 seconds. His previous career high was in the Molly Shannon episode last season. That was the penultimate episode of season 48 where mm-hmm. he had 13, 10. Oh, wow. So he now has three episodes of 10 plus minutes. Second note that I have is uh, Andrew Dismukes, big episode. That's his third highest screen time of all time. And he is only a few few minutes away from uh, reaching three hours of career screen time. So maybe if uh, next episode of Emma Stone, Dismukes leads a sketch, he'll hit three hours in that sketch. So look out for that because a milestone for Dismukes. And then my big thing is last by the numbers, we talked about Chalamet season 46 versus 49. So now we have an opportunity to talk about a returning host, which is Momoa. He hosted in season 44. 
with 23 minutes, 13 seconds. Now, 17 minutes, 50 seconds. That's down 23.2%. So, Victoria, have you seen both Momoas? And if so, do you like one better? And were you hoping for more Momoa? You know, <laughs> Momoa, Mo problems or less Moa, less problems? I did watch the first. He was on season 44, correct? I watched correct. that. I don't recall. I'm. I'm don't think it speaks anything. I just season 44 was a weird year for me in general, but I don't really recall the episode though. I do remember and it showed on Saturday as well that he is such a down to play guy. He's willing yeah, to do so whatever. Game. Yeah. He's so game to do whatever. And he really jumps in and takes the character. He's willing to be silly and he's really fun. So I think Mo Moa less problems is is my headline there he is i again very surprised that it was at 17 minutes and 50 seconds had you not told me i would have thought closer to 30 minutes just because he makes such an impact when he is on screen but now that i'm thinking about some of the sketches of the night on saturday he does play more of like a backup role in some of those sketches so i think he's great i would have loved to see more but i think again He's just so impactful that maybe we don't need Mo Moa. And before we get into our opinions of the episode, I will say, as Ellis pointed out, short monologue. So that did hurt his stats. Mm -hmm. So looking back at my stats from 44 till 49, he has the third shortest monologue of the past, you know, four seasons. So um, shortest one I have is Halsey. Mm -hmm. um, two minutes, three seconds. Claire Foy, two minutes, 32. And then Momoa at 2.34. So, of course, if Momoa had, you know, a traditional five-minute monologue, the average monologue length of the past 101 monologues is 4.50. So, if he had an average monologue, that would bump him up to the 20-minute mark, which is like yeah. a standard good host screen time. And Moa again is at seventeen fifty, so that did hurt his stats. But yeah. I will say I'll give my opinion first. I'll put it that way. I didn't think it was a great episode, but I think that Momoa in the sketches, his acting was great, and he elevated sketches. We talk about that a lot with hosts. Is did they elevate sketches, or did the cast have to carry them through sketches? So, Victoria, what were your overall opinions on the episode, and how? Jason did in his second spin at 8H. Again, I it's hard to say because it, the characters that he did have were very extroverted for lack of a better word. They were very out there. So I feel like maybe this week was more of the cast members, the cast carrying the show versus jason or the host doing the the grunt work but i think he played like for example the the airplane when i forgot the name of it off the top of my head they he was more of like a background role in that where bone and ego took the reins there but he did such a great job adding and complimenting as a character in that but 
yeah, I overall I really liked the episode. I think it was fun. I think it was a little weird. There's some lines in there that I thought were were fun, but I'm not going to say them because we'll save that for a special treat later in our little show today. But yeah, I I think this time maybe he took more of a backseat, but either way, he he packed a punch. And for context, Jason Moa's monologue last episode was 432. So that's right around the average there. And Mm -hmm. his biggest appearance was the Cal Drago's Ghost Dojo. So he was, you know, (laughs) hot on Game of Thrones, did a sketch where he was on screen the entire time. And for this episode, and so for Jason Moa's SNL career, his third highest appearance and his most high appearance in this episode was the castaway sketch with Chloe and the Smukes, followed by the nightclub line with Marcelo. And then after that was the cab driver sketch, the 10 to 1 with Keenan. So the back half of the night, as Ken pointed out in the chat, um, he was like, you know, more front and center in the back half. So I don't know if that's just timing decisions. You know, we talk about that a lot in this show about the placement of sketches. And so Momoa might have been, um, you know, hindered by the sketch placement in that regard. But looking at the the whole cast here, Victoria, is there a certain cast member you want to highlight other than Bowen, who had his career high? Dismukes. We're finally seeing him near the top of this list. And that's really, you know, that's awesome to see. I think he had a great episode on Saturday for him. And I do, I mean, I, it's, it, maybe it's me, but we've called this out before, but Keenan Thompson seems to be falling down a little bit more each week. So I'm, I'm curious as to what might be happening behind the scenes. Uh, but other than that, are you in favor of that? By the way, I, I talk about Keenan a lot because I do, you know, my job is to do stats and Keenan always dominates all the stats that I have. Yeah. Power ranking, screen time, appearances, prime time, basically cold open monologues, 10 to ones, like every aspect of weekend update. So mm-hmm. as an SNL fan yourself, are you like at this point in season 21 for Keenan, are you kind of happy to see him fall down a little bit, even if you're a fan of his comedic stylings or are you like, no, Keenan all the time? I, I, well, I can't see at this point, see the show without him. So it's not that I don't want him on the show or I want him to move on. Obviously that's up to him and, you know, but I do think there in some points, there's a time to pass the torch on some things. And I think he's doing that in, in some way. That being said, I don't want him to necessarily leave the show in any way. It's just, I think now is he's probably realizing, you know, these folks are talented as well. And maybe we give them a little bit more, more time or give them sketches that maybe he would have had as, you know, a slot in. Yeah. And this show by the numbers is the closest thing that SNL fans have to getting into the mind of the show because Mm -hmm. the show itself isn't aware of these stats unless they are, you know, privileged enough to listen to me and Victoria chat about them every Wednesday. But the stats don't lie. So when we look at them and see Keenan, you know, and by the way, Keenan 521 this week and was the only live cast member 
on the stage for that last sketch. So we had um, we had a voices by Mikey, Ego, and a little bit of Chloe in that sketch. But it was really just Keenan and the host, Momoa. So Keenan's a perfect guy to anchor a sketch. But do you think that that is a conscious decision of the show to dial back the Keenan in either prime time or overall time? Or it's just the numbers early in the season? I think it's probably a conscious decision. You know, we have a lot of great talent and he's dominated for a really long time. And I think folks are looking for a Dismukes or a Bowen or, you know, for me, it's a Marcelo to kind of take more and more of that time up and, and show us what they've got. Or, for example, we were talking about Devin and Molly last week, not having as much time on air, giving those folks a chance to shine a little bit more. So. I think it may be a little bit more of a conscious decision. And I think maybe he too is ready to move on and, you know, focusing on different projects that he's got going on in his life. So it, it could be a combination of things, but right. Yeah. And uh, John Schneider live in the chat mentioned good burger <laughs> too. So yep. Yep. Next exactly. Taking some focus. Um, I know that's already in the can, but at the same time, you know, it's coming up soon. Yeah. Um, so that that could be a thing, of course. We know we we're, we're con- conscious of the outside SNL world as as insular as, as we are. But SNL, there's other products going on. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, I also just want to highlight um, Chloe Feynman. You know, it's her best episode of the season, and um, uh, Ego as well. So we've seen a lot of Mikey this year. Of course, seen a lot of Keenan as always. Dismukes I mentioned um, third highest of his career, his uh, past were both his other top two were last season. He had 11 minutes, 10 seconds and 10 minutes, 20 seconds last, last year, season 48. That was episode 17 and 11. And um, I, last thing on screen time is Jason Momoa first sub 20 minute host since Quinta Brunson. And that was an extremely well-regarded episode by Quinta. And even I think got an Emmy nom for that episode, if I'm not mistaken. So low host screen time, not always a bad thing. In this case, I think the community is in lockstep. We're kind of thinking that Jason Moe did did a good job. (laughs) So would you agree with that? He did. I I would give him a gold star if he was my student. (laughs) All right. I like it. Okay. So Victoria is now going to quiz the chat and i guess myself on some trivia so you prepared and i think you watched the episode you're very fresh on it so i did the screen time on sunday night all the stats and you watched it more recently than me so you're gonna quiz me and the chat so chat feel free to feel, feel feel free to jump in on the answers but uh we have some victoria franzo (laughs) <laughs> SNL by the numbers trivia coming up right now. Well, welcome. I think this is, is this the first ever by the numbers trivia? On this show, yes. SN, SNN has done some trivia shows um, with a lot of talented people, but this is the first time on, on BTN where we're doing some like fresh trivia. So you'd be the first. Wow. I am honored. 
I'm honored. So I have a few questions for you in the chat. It will be multiple choices to make things a little bit easier. And if, if there's some, it's pulling from nuggets from the episode. So if you really paid attention, you know, you'll, you'll get this. So I'll just start off with question one. I'm going to ask the question, give you maybe a minute or, or not a minute, but five seconds to think about it. And then I'll just say the answer. How does that work? Alrighty. Question one. In the cold open, what imaginary machine did Joe Biden, aka Mikey Day, use to temporarily leave the press conference? Was it an escalator, a time machine, a DeLorean, or an elevator? Well, I love the idea of a time machine and a DeLorean because they could be one and the same. And <laughs> You know, this is my this is my first time seeing the questions Victoria's prepared, and now I'm thinking Victoria might uh, should write for SNL because Mikey Day hopping in a DeLorean and going back in time, maybe seeing Sudeikis or Kevin Nealon playing him, might be a better cold open than we saw with the Panda this week. So, oh my gosh, a dream! <laughs> so you want me to answer, Victoria? In three, two, one, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, D, Elevator. And that would be correct. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, awesome. You win nothing, but... All right. Okay, that's Yeah, fine. for now. <laughs> Question All two. Right. Question two. Which is a traveler, so a character that came through the airport in the Thanksgiving week airport airport parade sketch? Is it... Woman who can't help taking her shoes off? A loud gum chewer? Gentle parenting father and his out-of-control evil child? Or early 20-something-year-old who reeks of weed? And before I answer, <laughs> I'll ask, do you fit any of these four when you're at the airport, Victoria? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> Especially... Well, Especially the first two women who can't help taking her shoes off and loud gum chewer. I can no, 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 no. The noise would would creep me out. Well, do do you fit any of these? Um, thankfully, no. Okay. <laughs> so right. I I will answer it. It is uh James Austin Johnson as the gentle parenting father in this out of control evil child. By the way, wow. Evil Child, great performance. Yeah. Remember her line? <laughs> um, I just remember bitch. Yeah, same. <laughs> I just and that's all I needed to know. But yes, that is correct. Yeah, seeing a child say bitch, always a good thing, honestly. And I think that kind of made Bowen and Ego giggle a little bit. So All right, question three. Question three. Note we are not sponsored by any of these folks yet, but which food delivery service do the Please Don't Destroyers use in ramen order? Is it DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, or Postmates? All right, this is the this is the first tricky one because it could be any of them. It's not to the, to the sketch. So mm -hmm. I'm a I'm a big Postmates gal myself. Never used Postmates before, but I'm assuming it's the same as the others. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so this is this is the first tough one. First two, I think, were a little easy, but mm -hmm. 
I'm going to go with DoorDash, but I'm not confident. Ooh, if you were looking, if you were watching the screen, this would be, you would, you would think that they paid them. So it feels like folks are saying DoorDash as well or Postmark. But the correct answer is Grubhub. Grubhub. All right. Yes. Yeah. And that was just on the screen when it was Martin on the was, screen. At, was at the monitor. Yeah. So I remember he brought the monitor in to show Ben behind John. Did it say Grubhub then? Yep. And at the end of it too, it's like when it said like thank you for your order or whatever it was. Also, that was uh first time in a bit that I think even though he had less screen time, I think Martin was the like carried it with his facial expressions and I really liked Martin's performance in that one. I was going to say, he did a great job. I giggled more at his facial expressions than anything he said. All right, we have question five coming up. Very exciting. But yeah, I try to pull some, if you, had a, if you paid attention, you'd, you'd know it. Okay, question five. All righty, question five. According to Weekend Update, the real news. How many years earlier are men dying before women? Is it six, 16, 60, or seven? One's clearly a wrong answer. <laughs> Hopefully 60. <laughs> hopefully 60. Well, well hopefully see. 60 is the wrong answer. <laughs> <Not Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think, I think it's six, if I remember um, the joke. You would be correct. It is six. Why do you think that is, by the way? Why are men? Why do men die earlier than women? As a, as a woman co-host on this show, what are what oh. are men doing wrong? What are men doing wrong? That's a different podcast. True. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different. <laughs> I need a I need a different hour at least. No, I'm totally kidding. Some men are great. Uh, I would say I feel like women are the ones who take care of themselves more and are a little bit more conscientious of health and wealth and all that stuff and dudes not all of course but they're just eating mcdonald's and drinking diet coke or whatever it is and not caring as much yeah also for all our male listeners you know go to the doctor yes that's a good thing to do yep especially in as we're in november you know the month go get checked it's always a good thing Good advice at BTN from Victoria Franzo. I'm not a doctor, and I've never played one on TV. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw that down at the bottom of the screen. Not, <laughs> this is not a show that you should get medical advice from. Question six. Yes, question six. More medical advice here. More medical advice. All right. What was one of the things Matt Gustafson? Gustafson? I don't remember how to Gustafson, say last name. I think it was. Gust- sure. Uh, A.K.A. Jason Momoa. Uh, Jason McMoe's character was diagnosed with in the sketch Cab Driver. What is it? Hepatitis silver? Hepatitis bronze? Hepatitis gold? Or hepatitis platinum? <laughs> really, really gave all the hepatitises other than A and B here. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, hopefully the chat will figure it out. Um, 
I remember uh, Jason Momoa, aka Matt Gustafson, being psyched about it, and uh, he also had high cholesterol. Was eating um, shrimp and ham, and yep. <laughs> uh, sneaky thing at the end of that sketch. So of course, it's the last sketch of the night, and I love when SNL does this. I'm a huge sucker for SNL panning out in the studio, showing the set, and yes. um, Jason Momoa grabbed more ham on the way out. If you didn't catch that. So that's so funny. It was real ham he was eating. And not only did he eat it for the sake of comedy, but he ate it for the sake of ham at the end of it. So he did grab more <laughs> ham before good nights. So I'm gonna go hepatitis hepatitis gold is my answer, Victoria. And gold is correct. And if I could, I'd give you a gold medal for for knowing that. Thank you. All right, we have uh one more. One more, the final one, lucky number seven. All right, question seven of the first ever by the numbers trivia by Victoria. Uh, all right, this one, this sketch got me hot and bothered a little bit. But what did Andrew Dismukes challenge Jason Momoa in Castaway? Was it pull ups, holding their breath, running, or push ups? Well, right here we have some that I think he might lose at all of them. So they had all would have been comedic devices. I'm going to go with push-ups. And because Jason, I remember Jason Moa, you know, really growling in his face <laughs> before the contest started. So I'm going to go with push-ups for my answer. Push-ups is correct. And it was quite... A show. It reminded me of the Chippendale sketch with Patrick Dempsey and Chris Farley in a way. Patrick Swayze, right? Yes, Patrick Swayze. Did I say that? I think you said Dempsey, who is the current sexiest man alive, according to People Magazine. Listen, the Patricks are hot. What do you want me to do about it? What do you want me to do about it? No, but yeah, it reminded me of that a little bit. It was kind of fun, but not as... um, Not as much on the line i guess well that concludes by the numbers trivia but i have to ask we do not shy from controversy on this program so i have to ask snl cast member host takes her shirt off as a woman are you rolling your eyes or you're like yeah like women are exploited why shouldn't men oh gosh um when you put it that way it's i really don't want anyone to be exploited but of course if it's a choice the male host is making and they're comfortable with it, who am I to tell them what they can or cannot do? So So are you into it or not into it? <laughs> I'm lowering my glasses here to say Victoria Jason, lowered glasses. <laughs> Jason Momo, for Jason Momoa a little bit. But Does Mukes? Yeah. Plus the khakis. Listen, sexy comes in all forms. It's not just one one way. You heard it here first. Sexy comes <laughs> in all forms. <laughs> Moving on on yes, SNL please. by the numbers. Okay. Before so we're going to play a little game. Sweating. Yeah. Doesn't come through on audio, but it comes through on video. Um all right, <laughs> so we're gonna, we're going to go to a one of a kind game of SNL by the numbers, Thanksgiving Eve. And by the way, if you're in the chat right now on Thanksgiving Eve, 
listening to this show, like, I love you. You're all awesome people. So we're going to play a game called Eat, Pass, or Go for Seconds, where on Thanksgiving, you know, there's a lot of options. If you're, if you're you know, with your family, a lot of food on the table. There's some things that are staples that you like, that you have to have. There's some things that you don't want to have. And there's some things that you like so much that you go for seconds. So me and Victoria, we have not prepared this. I do not know what she's going to ask me. <laughs> she does not know what I'm going to ask her. We've prepared some SNL items that you either going to eat, pass, or go for seconds. So Victoria, why don't you start us off? Now, I will tell you if I will eat it, pass it, or I will go for seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're having fun tonight. We are having fun. Well, we just mentioned this, so a little fresh in your mind, maybe. Uh, but the first thing I have is Dismukes taking his shirt off. That's it? Which, that's, that's my question? Yep. Would you... How do you feel? <laughs> that's you a asked tough me one. That, yeah, 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 you asked right. me that. Good segue. It was the um, top of my, it was top of my questions. Yeah. Uh, accidental segue right there. Accidental. You know what? I'm going to go with eat because there was a big woo in the crowd at like the last second that this mukes even looked offset for. So I'm going to go with eat on this mukes taking his shirt off. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, not the first time because in the Billy Alice episode, he was um, basically like the baby Jesus and was just like wearing <laughs> a diaper and was just like twerking in a diaper. So not the first time that Dismukes has been shirtless on the set. What about you? Um, I would eat because he ate. Get it? I get it. And Monette <laughs> in the chat, go for seconds. So I, I, Hell I love yeah, it. Monette. Hell yeah, Monette. My first one is, you know, a, a, a little less fun, I guess, than Dismukes talk. <laughs> but I, I went, um, please don't destroy videos every week. Because now we're, we, we've had five episodes. We've had PDD every week. Okay. Uh, go for seconds for me. Yeah. So you're into it. You think that no matter what, PDD should be a staple in the show. Absolutely. I, there really hasn't been anything that I've not liked that has come from them. I've, it's either, I've either given it the lowest I've ever given something. I don't even remember what it was, but at the time was a B plus. Everything else has been a plus material for me. So the, the, the low bar is B plus for you on PDD this season alone. Yes. I really enjoy them. Because for me, I'm I'm thinking that I saw Please Don't Destroy in the opening montage this season in the Pete Davidson episode. I was crazy excited for them. Huge fan of PDD. And I think their best video so far was the Def Jam comedy with the kids. Like that was mm -hmm. maybe one of the best they've ever done. Yes. And the past two <laughs> weeks of like dog food and um ramen order were like some of the weaker ones and that's ha that has made me rethink that maybe pdd should diversify their writing and not always have a short so i as a huge pdd fan i will always take one 
But in this game, I will say pass because I think as every SNL aspect, whether it's weekend update or an impression, I don't need to see it every week because that can only dilute the effect that it has. So, Victoria, you are up next. Eat, pass, or go for seconds. Any and all of Chloe Feynman's impersonations or impressions. Any or all? Yeah. If there's one specific, I I think she's such a great impressionist, so it was hard for me to choose a certain one. But just, I guess, her as an impressionist or her doing impressions. Um, I actually, I, I will now have my third option. I, I think I've said, I said eat, I said pass. I'm going to go for seconds because Chloe Feynman has a lane at SNL and it wasn't used enough with Melissa Villasenor. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say go for seconds because if you have an impressionist like JJ, Melissa, Jay Farrow, and now Chloe Feynman, I'm going to say that when you have someone who can do it, do it. So I'm going to say go for seconds because I don't know if I'm in the minority here, but that last week when they had mm-hmm. the Britney Spears um, audiobook impression yeah. carousel, I didn't really think any of the impressions were that great other than Chloe's. Mikey Day, <laughs> Mikey Day Steve-O is pretty good, but I don't think yeah. Steve-O impression is that hard to do. But I don't think any of the impressions were that great other than Chloe's. I, I I'll take that back to say that Heidi Gardner's Allison Janney is good. Um, but, <laughs> you know, but they were also so quick. So I'll give the method out to them. But what about you, Victoria? Are you uh, eating, passing, or going for seconds on Chloe Feynman impressions? Going for seconds as well. I think it's it's been interesting watching folks who do great impressions on the show, like a Jay Farrow or Melissa Villasenor. Like they, I feel like they tend to get the short end of the stick sometimes or maybe too often, but I would love to see her be pulled into that a little bit more, especially with anything current day, if they're going to do something, you know, that's timely. We'd love to see more of her doing those. Yeah. And that's uh, something that, that Chloe has had, I think a harder time as most impressionists have other than JJ, who does the former president and the current president until recently. So I think that unless you're doing a political pressure like Kate McKinnon, then it might be lost unless it's a good reason. And I, I applaud SNL for that. You shouldn't just um, shoehorn in an impression that no one cares about just because it's good, unless it's political and it's topical. So my next one is something we talked about, I think, last week, which I've been very, I've been very talkative about, especially because this week we had the longest weekend update of the season. We had very short updates, all under 10 minutes the past three weeks. And now this week, we had the longest one in a while. And my one, I'm just trying to be controversial here, is Michael Che and Colin Jost staying through 50 and beyond. Eat, pass, or go for seconds. Oh, you're really, you're trying to get me canceled. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Uh man, I I feel like I don't I feel like this might be an unpopular opinion. I feel like you could but, pick any three options and the community would probably be behind you at least yeah, a little bit. I would say at the very least eat. I really like the the 
their dynamic. I love their comedy. I love their chemistry. I feel maybe I've seen some folks just be kind of over it. I've seen that sentiment a little bit or wanting someone else to be on that desk, but I, I really enjoy them. And I'm a big believer of don't fix what's not broken. If, you know, especially if it's doing so well, and I feel like a lot of people watch the show for their weekend update. So I'm going to say eat though at this point, it would be also great if they could pass the torch too. There's, I mean, with 50, there's just this like coming of age and they're doing a lot of stuff to reach different audience and different, different demographics. So I don't know, but for me, at least I would, I would like to see, uh, I would like to eat. I'll, I'll take a slice. All right. And uh, if you had your ideal transition, I always use the term regime change for update because it's <laughs> been so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Seth Myers was a very long update tenure. And now Che and Joseph surpassed that. So that now they're the record holders, both of them individually and as a team. So this is this is a theme we're going to revisit all season until they, they, they leave because I, I think they're going to leave soon. What would be the best transition? Because I've said on the record that going into 50, I think it would be unfair to put a new solo or duo host on and have them have a rocky start and then it's SNL 50. Yeah. If, so essentially, who would I pick to be the next? I'm not asking that. I mean, p- please feel free to weigh in. I mean, this is yeah. this is the controversial night on BTN, but <laughs> I'm just kind of asking, like, you know, you, you said eat. You know, I think everyone would agree that if it's not broke, don't fix it, that we would all eat more Che and Joe speak if it's Hell good. Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that if you were the showrunner, would you wrap it up or would you say, all right, let's go through 50? I'll, I'll leave go, it at that. Yeah, let's go through 50. I would say at least through 50. And then on 51, we can try something new. Like we've closed this chapter of the show and we don't know what Lauren Michaels plans are beyond 50 either. So if, you know, if he's, if he's going and he's passing the torch, maybe, you know, we, they try their hand at a lot of new that season. So I would say 51, make the change. If, if that's, if Colin and Che want to, you know, move for, move on. If they want to continue to eat. Yeah. Cause as the kids say, they always eat <laughs> <laughs> all right victoria give give me your last um eat pass or go for seconds and then i will give my last one okay and i'm i chose this because i did my first musical run in a show i've never sang on stage before in comedy or doing anything like that and i finally did it and i did like a big our big finale on monday but musical sketches so think of a john mulaney or the phantom of the opera or whatever it may be do you like them would you eat or pass eat or go for seconds do you want more or less well the community is pretty vocal that the tired bowen cecily like broadway sketches were have gotten old but i'm actually gonna go for seconds on these because Every week of SNL, it's a variety show. You're going to get a lot of material that's political, slice of life, all those things. I'm going to say go for seconds because I like to 
stretch the fiber of the cast. And if they have more to bring to the table, I want to see that. We saw with Chloe Trost in the uh, Shalom episode, which might be in the running with the Bargazzi Washington sketch as like the <laughs> two best live pieces we've gotten as a like a live sketch, excluding you know update monologue cold open. So I'm gonna say go for seconds on that because it just brings a new energy to a sketch. So yeah. of course, if it's a tired concept, I'm not all for it. But as you know, a music person myself, I'm I'm like down to see what they can do, whether that's you know a Chris Red Pete Davidson rap pre tape we saw a million times, or a Cecily piece. As you know, she did uh, Gemma with, you know, she did Gemma <laughs> a lot, but you know, most recently, I think with uh, Keegan Michael Key, like things like that, I think are always fun. They can elevate a sketch that might need that. Uh, shouldn't be a crutch, but I'm going to go for seconds on that. What do you think, Victoria? And then I'll wrap up with my last one. I'm going to also say go for seconds. I don't, I didn't really pass anything, but yeah, I, I want to say go for seconds. I'm also really into musicals and I love songs like, um, big boy that came out was really catchy. It bummed that they didn't put it on Spotify and I understand why, but things like that, or all the John Mulaney Broadway musical sketches, like the Les Mis and all that. I really enjoy that stuff. I, it's also just a different take on sketches and it kind of adds a little bit more variety. I think Monette said it best though, I eat, but not for every meal, you know? So maybe not every single week, but at least. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Once a quarter, you know what I mean? Just give me something. Yeah. I mean, for all these, these items you've been bringing to the uh, Thanksgiving table on by the numbers, Thanksgiving Eve edition, you know, I, you know, you, you don't want to, if you love stuffing, you're not going to fill your plate with stuffing. I mean, of course, but right. there, you know, when you finish your meal, what do you go back for? What do you not eat at all? So yeah. I would say in this case, I am going a little beyond by saying go for seconds because there's so much variety in that medium, but I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to vary my answers, you know, for, for the listeners <laughs> and uh, all right, my last one. Maybe, oh, no. you know, th this is, this is a, you know, a great way to end it. As I just said for my last item on the table, controversial hosts. And by that, I'll, I'll define it just so we, everyone's on the same page. Is I don't blame Lauren by doing this. You have, you bring in someone that, I don't want to say they're negatively regarded, but... You know, we'll 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 explain some that are, but that you know, a lot of the SNL fans are not going to be happy about. So that could be our former president, very easy example. Someone who's going to get a ton of ratings, but people might not like, and by the way, might not be funny. But that also could be a double duty host who's not funny but is popular. So that could be, you know, someone who's done a good job, but is like, oh, is Jack Harlow or, you know, Halsey or Bad Bunny or Megan Thee Stallion, are they funny? I don't know. We'll find out. But it also could be, you know, um, a like Kim Kardashian. Like, you know, people were like upset that she was announced because she's like, you know, oh, what does she do? So I'm just going to say on the Thanksgiving table, because I think that you could, you could make a great argument for everything. And so could the chat. Eat, pass, or go for seconds on controversial hosts, and I'll leave it at that. 
Oh, man. That's a good one. That's a good one to ask. I'm going to say this. If it's someone like the former president or someone like a Mr. West, I'm going to definitely pass. And I say that because I want to be able to fully watch and engage the show and then come onto this network and be excited to talk about it and not have to, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard if they've, especially if they've made comments and said things that dehumanize other folks, like you don't want them to potentially isolate and exclude some of our viewers and the SNL as a whole audience. So for those types of controversial, I'm going to pass, but if you like a, like a Jack Harlow or Kim Kardashian, I was pleasantly surprised by them. So I'll eat, I'll eat that. But yeah, I think, you know, I've, I've tried to be left or right in, in this game, not mm-hmm. politically, obviously, but just left or right <laughs> <laughs> for the game's sake. And this for this one, I'm going to sit right on the fence and say eat because SNL has to be a little edgy. You know, again, not in the, like the macro sense, but in the show, I want to see them push the envelope. So I will caveat that by saying I don't really feel warm and fuzzy or good about bringing anyone onto the show that the cast or the writers are not comfortable right. with because in that case, like I don't, I'm not like into it. So mm-hmm. that, that happened, you know, that might've happened with Elon Musk. Yeah. And, um, you know, and by the way, like, you know, Elon Musk episode was not great, but you know, the <laughs> cast is still very talented. The writers are very talented. So you can still get a great episode from a bad host, whether they're controversial or not. So you know, unfortunately for this game, I will be very, you know, fence sitting and say eat because I'm a fan of the show and I want to see the show do different things as always and not just rest on its laurels. But in this case, SNL has to be SNL. You have to book people who are going to upset people or make people happy. Most of the time you don't do either. It's like, you know, Jason Momoa. I don't think anyone was like super psyched to see him. But no one was like pissed off either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I was one of those folks who, when Kim Kardashian was announced, rolled their eyes because I was like, what is what on earth could she possibly be doing on that? You know, but she she taught me a lesson not to assume things about people I don't know and have only read about through social media or the Internet, because that ended up being one of my favorite episodes in the in the season. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I get it. I think I'll eat, but like I'll pick out the reasons type of thing. I love that. Yeah, this you know, yeah. I I'll, I'll eat, but I might not finish it. <laughs> yeah, I might be I like, might, all right, I might, well, I tried it. It was it was. I liked the first bite. I didn't like the rest of it, so I left it on the plate. Yeah. yeah. All right, <laughs> so that that is our first and probably only um, edition of Eat Pass or go for seconds on <laughs> by the numbers so th- i i really appreciate everyone this inc- and you know if you're not watching with us because we put a lot of you know great stats on the screen um great responses from from everyone listening that's uh you know weighing in with us because you know we're, we're trying to be uh you know a, a little uh not say things that everyone's gonna say go for seconds you know if i if i said you know a great monologue it's like well yeah i want a great monologue 
It's like, yeah, I'm not going to say, and it's universally seen as good. So we are going to wrap up and look at um, first five episodes, power rankings, and we're going to say goodnight. So these are the current power rankings of the season 49 cast after five episodes. They are averaged on screen time, appearances, prime time, saying live from New York, recurring characters, every stat that I have into one number averaged for your listening and viewing pleasure. Victoria, give us the update. All right. Is everyone ready? We're ready. All right. Cool. Mikey Day starting us off with 116.7. Then there's Bo and Yang, who's having a season, ha- having his great, his one of his best seasons at 91.2. Colin Jost at 82.6. Our boy Keenan Thompson at 81.3. Heidi Gardner at 81, even. Followed by Ego Nuotum, who I'd like to see a little bit higher, but We'll, we'll take what we can get, top 10, at 76.7. Jaj, a.k.a. James Austin Johnson, at 73.9. Then there's Marcelo Hernandez at 56.3. Michael Che at 55.1. The phenomenal, the weird, and the best way, Sarah Sherman at 52.7. Desmukes, 52.4. Our girl, Chloe Feynman. At 47.6, Devin Walker, higher than I expected, uh, at 43.9. Punky Johnson, kind of low, but we're working on it, it looks like, at 42.8. Then newbie, Chloe Trost, coming in what I would call strong at 30.2. Mikey Longs at 27.7. And last but never least, Molly Carney at 21.7. All right, first question. Any surprises? <laughs> you know, it's a tired question at the end of the night, but I, it's an important one, though, because mm-hmm. we're seeing, you know, John was on with, with us last week uh, for the Chalamet episode, and we talked about uh, John made a great point saying, if you were a casual viewer, you wouldn't know who is a repertory player and mm-hmm. who's a featured player. So seeing it shake out, it's, it's really changing week to week. You know, if you're if you're watching with us, you can see I color coded it to see like dark reds and dark greens, yellows and oranges in the middle. So, Victoria, what are you seeing and what's the surprise here? I think the first thing that's coming popping out at me is Chloe Trost not being last, especially as truly the freshest person on the scene. I mean, great for her, but really bummed that Michael Longfellow is is near the bottom there. Uh, Punky Johnson still want more of, but I think we're getting that a little bit more and more. And then just Chloe Feynman, uh, it's weird that she's 12. I would think she was a little bit higher, but other than that, the top, the top 10 seem to be as expected. Yeah. And, uh, and if you're not listening with, uh, not watching with us, I should say, then I, I should point out that this was. Um, Ego had two great episodes in a row from Chalamet mm-hmm. and Momoa. She was over a hundred for both. So Ego has definitely climbed in the last two shows we've done. And Dismukes, no, you know, no surprise there. His best episode at 111 in the Momoa episode. Michael Longfellow, we talked about him a lot last week. If you haven't checked that one out, we talked about how he was like under a minute, under basically 30 seconds an episode. And 
But, you know, this is why the power ranking is an important stat and not screen time or appearances because I weigh them both. And I wouldn't say Michael Longfellow had a great show, but he was on screen more. So mm-hmm. that reflects in the stats. He didn't have over 100 because he didn't, you know, wasn't an A role in a sketch, but he was in the background for the um, L. Frank Baum old-timey movie sketch. He was on screen a lot, so that counts. And then, yeah, like uh, Victoria pointed out, Chloe Trost. If we were talking about this, you go back and listen to old By the Numbers episodes and looking at even Sarah Sherman, who is like now a star of the show in the top 10. Or um, looking last year, we had four rookies. Like The rookies were at the bottom all the time. So the fact that Chloe Trost isn't number 17, that should say a lot. And then, yeah, Devin Walker. He had a great piece on Update this week. He's climbed up the rankings and passed Punky, um, you know, by 1.1 over average. And then I have to shout out Marcelo, top eight in the SNL cast. It's a very competitive cast right now. I know they get along great, mm-hmm. very good synergy. Everyone's buddy, buddy. And I like to see that in my cast as a fan. But it's clear that Marcelo is consistent. He was down at a 5.0, one of the, one of the worst scores of the season. In Bargazzi, but other than that, 40.6 in Pete Davidson, 122.5 with Bad Bunny. He had the um, soap opera sketch and he had the um, uh, the this, this Age of Discovery sketch with Bad Bunny, and of course, the Protective Mom sketch with where uh, Pedro Pascal came back. So, Marcelo is Mr. Consistency right now, other than that one episode. So, if he was just kind of middling in that one. He would uh, be up with J.A.J. maybe. But there is a big gap. So I will point out the top seven is heavily top seven. That's Mikey Day, Bowen, Colin, Keenan, Heidi, and Ego, and J.A.J. So cold open counts for a lot because it's a long segment on screen for a while. A lot of recurring characters. So I'm interested to see how this will look. And... Who would you pick out of this cast, Victoria, on the spot to have a great week with Emma Stone? Oh, Heidi. Heidi Gardner, I think. And do you have any fond memories of um, Emma Stone's last four appearances as a host? Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, no problem. To say, no. Not that anything was bad. I just, I can't recall anything that would be noteworthy here i'll point out just because i know it's a favorite a favorite of the community is she did a pre-tape late in the night called the actress when she was like a method actress approaching a role on a gay porn set so she if you haven't seen that one victoria go watch it she was getting very into her character and just taking every aspect of the set and the background of her character. So that's when um, serious actors or actresses shine the most, I think, on SNL. And we know that Emma Stone can do like slapstick or broad comedy for sure. But that was an instance of Emma Stone playing it so serious and was so funny. So I'm looking forward to not a sequel to that sketch, but something of that nature. And I, I think it's going to be the Emma Stone show all the way next week because I could see her being the cold open or a weekend update. 
So we, we've seen that. We haven't seen that yet this year, other than Pete Davidson's very brief, very serious cold open um, in the first episode. But I think it's going to be a really fun show, and I, I can't wait to see it. Um, any hopes for that show before we wrap up tonight? Um, I do hope that she ends up holding a hot dog as a poster. If you know, you know. I was going to mention that one, but I figured I'd go with the uh, the actress pre-tape. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, the posters on the, on the wall with the Come to Life sketch. Can you do the voice she did? I cannot. Okay. Can you? <laughs> mm, should I? I mean, are we? Yeah, doing please, please. You know, I mean, if, if you've if you've been if you've been with us all night, you know, we're we're, we're wrapping up. At least hear Victoria do the hot dog voice, and you know, say goodnight. Oh man, I'm gonna hold my. I'm for those of you listening and not watching. I'm holding a rare beauty lip oil. It's not sponsored, but great product. Um. <laughs> This is going to be on the internet forever. And so I just need to process that for 0.2 seconds. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's it. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. I'll go, I'll go for seconds. <laughs> Thank you. And, yeah, someone's going to watch and be like, get this girl off the show for the sake of humanity. Oh, no. That, that'll only... And that would be fair. And that would be fair. That'll only increase the... Uh, the listenership <laughs> if anything if there's a sound bite of it i'm gonna cry but that's okay well now you just you just made it happen <laughs> sorry mom <laughs> with that watching. being said uh, we will be back in uh, a few weeks emma stone with noah khan is hosting december 2nd so we will be back on that wednesday after a quick break, everyone have a great Thanksgiving. Victoria, say goodnight. Tell us what you have going on. Uh, well, thank you for everybody who's been supportive on the Instagram or I said the Instagram or just social media on my shows and stuff. It's It's been really nice to see people's nice comments. But starting in January, if you're in the Chicago area, you can find me performing Wednesday nights after this show. So watch this first uh, at the IO Theater. Uh, other than that, I'm taking a break from the onstage stuff, but you can still find me here on BTN Wednesday nights. The place to be. The place to be. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Have an awesome Thanksgiving. Have a safe weekend. Enjoy it. If you're with family, with your friends, like, you know, we're we're so happy that you're with us. And we will see you soon for Victoria Franzo. For myself, Mike Murray of the SNN. We will see you real soon after that five time episode with Emma Stone with some great stats. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving.